Hey everyone, welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. We're back with another episode, and this one's going to be a little bit special. It's the end of the year. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, We're going to do a bit of a shorter episode this time, and we'll be taking a little bit of time off between now and the new year to just kind of prep some new stuff. we got a lot of exciting things that we're working on, and we really want to take some time to make sure that that comes together great. So yeah, today's episode's going to be a little bit different. So, Alan, it's been uh, it's been a crazy, crazy year, hasn't it? Oh yeah, say that again. <laughs> I don't. I think crazy is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's been. I guess like for today's episode, we sort of figured we would just talk about what whatever's on our mind, right? So, what's mm-hmm. up with you? Uh, I mean, so you you know, I uh, recently started a new position um, as a senior engineer. That's it, it. Feels weird having the senior title in my my official job title now. <laughs> um, and that, that sort of came on the heels of uh, an acquisition from a company that I worked for previously. So I figured, you know what, it's it's another job. Might as well go big, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, like, <laughs> it's it's strange because this this company is both a startup and not a startup. Like, uh, from a technology standpoint, it very much is a startup. I'm the second engineer to be hired. And arguably, the, uh, the, the first engineer that was hired started at the same time as me. Whoa. So, yeah. That's crazy. So, there's, there's a ton of responsibilities and um, accountability with this role, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's super strange, too, because I've, I've always sort of, thought of myself as the the grinder who you just keep throwing stories at and I'm just going to keep pumping stories out. Yeah. But part of that is don't put me in all the meetings to figure out what stories to to work on. Yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> I'm just like at I'm I'm both on the front end of receiving the priority list and figuring out what where need things need to go but also delivering that work. Yeah. And yeah. That's that's been uh it's 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 been it's it's gonna get hectic i'm not gonna say that it hasn't been but i i know you know i i literally just started like right before thanksgiving so it's been a weird time period with the holidays and uh you know having to figure out um meeting schedules with everyone since people are taking vacations around the holidays and everything so timing's difficult but i think once the new year comes around it's it's gonna hit me like a train yeah yeah (laughs) i noticed you're 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 sort of a you've got a bit of a tone about it to where you sound a little worried about it are you worried uh there there's a hint of worry um and this might play into my own imposter syndrome Mm. right and uh i don't think of myself as very technically strong and I, I know you've you've told me that I'm capable, right? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm probably just getting in my own way, which is very possible. But one one thing that I've sort of seen myself do in previous roles, and to some extent where I see myself going, is being uh, the 
I'm going to come up with this random phrase here, the a people's engineer, right? Mm. Where my, my main focus is going to be my coworkers and not necessarily the code while delivering code is very important to my, my yeah. role right now. I am very heavily focused on building the culture that's going to foster future engineers here. Um, and that's, that's sort of where I believe my importance is going to be uh, yeah. in the long run. Um, but we're, we're not quite there yet. And so right now, the very crucial part of getting the infrastructure in place for new engineers to come in and build upon, that's, there's, there's a little bit of worry there with, you know, my, my imposter syndrome and just my lack of confidence in being technically strong. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that, man. I, I get that. I, so it, it was funny when you said the people's engineer, I've got this little button on my little stream deck over here. And I used to use it for for streams to like uh, basically play like different memes and stuff. I was so so tempted to try and find like The Rock from like the WWF <laughs> days or something, <laughs> hitting people with the people's elbow. Oh, uh, I might have to start doing that soon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depending on how your coworkers are, yeah, you might have to go <laughs> hit some people with the people's elbow. Yeah, uh, uh, I I totally get that. And and you know what's the the craziest part is like it kind of doesn't matter what you're doing there's always always that sense that you don't know if you're you're necessarily ready you know you don't know if you are going to be able to handle everything and it's not until you find yourself past that point that you look back and you're like oh i guess i guess i was you know i was able to do it i was able to make something of that situation and so like it's it's super uh challenging to kind of frame your, just, just wrap your mind around a lot of that. And so like, I get it, man. I totally, totally get it. I was actually talking with uh, some, some folks, um, some friends of mine, and they were sort of, uh, we were kind of reminiscing about what, what was even going on in the world, in our world and all of that this time last year. And (laughs) it like, it blew my mind just trying to go back that far I don't like 2020 has been such a year that like, holy crap, trying to pull back that much is mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, just to share, like I was going through very similar feelings because that was it was like my end of year review uh, or like the first one that I was doing for for engineers of my own, you know. Mm-hmm. And while I had gone through a review process before, I was sort of just spectating at the time and I wasn't actually doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, at the time that I was kind of around this time last year, I was kind of coming to terms with the idea that like, you know, am I actually a, a, an okay manager? Am I somebody that people would even like begrudgingly work for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange place to be, uh, feeling those feelings. Um, and like you said, it's, it's, I won't know until after a certain point, right? Like (laughs) when the feedback starts coming in And, Um, and to be honest, like, I don't even think even when the feedback starts coming in and there's a couple of people who are like, yeah, dude, you're doing great. Or yeah, you know, I think you're doing awesome. You still have that feeling. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, right now I feel this, I feel that, you know, right. like I feel right. that, um, I, I get told like, oh yeah. So like the, the, the students love you, the people love you whatever. And I'm still like, well, 
that's that's cool but like am i actually doing something useful for them you know or right. yeah it, like i don't know if that feeling ever goes away <laughs> yeah no it doesn't <laughs> yeah and i mean we've we've already talked about it that, that's imposter syndrome right there yeah <laughs> yeah totally but... i kind of want to talk a little bit more about being that like that people's engineer you know i really like the idea and i I don't know. Something about that resonates with me as well. What do you think goes into that? Being a people's engineer. Yeah. I think people, people tend to fall. So I'm not, I'm not going to say like it's, it's one role or the other. I think it's, it's a spectrum um, where you could be very highly technical and very much incredibly intelligent and efficient at churning out great code like that's that's one personality. You may not necessarily have the social skills to be a I don't want to say great coworker, but <laughs> sociable is the right word, I think. Sociable. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, you have folks who are incredibly sociable, but they may not be as technically strong. Right. Yeah. And everyone in between. Yeah. Right? Between I think... those two two um endpoints i guess yeah i i totally agree with you i think like when you think back uh and when i think back at all of my coworkers ever you know like yeah okay it might sound a little harsh to like think about it like that but there were people that i genuinely enjoyed being around interacting with going to lunch having beers um just even just chit-chatting at work there were those people that i would genuinely enjoy interacting with and then there were also uh a certain group of people that like I really enjoyed like doing work with mm -hmm. because I felt like, you know, I was learning a lot from them. They had a lot to teach me or, or just some combination of the sort, you know, like our, our working style maybe just clicked really well. I'm not right. exactly, I, I don't think I'm describing it quite what I had in my mind, but like, that's, that's kind of the idea. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, like for me, I again, I don't think I'm technically that strong, but I would like to believe I'm incredibly sociable, <laughs> despite being a very highly introverted. Um, <laughs> but being in a in a technical field, it feels like there's a, a lot of the value you provide feels like it comes from your technical ability, not, not oh, so yeah. much your your social skills, right? Um, oh yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now. It's like that's how I feel, but I absolutely know that's incorrect like social skills are very much valuable in this field yeah i i don't think like that's that's one of those things that like as much as we tell ourselves and 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 the truth is like i spend time telling everyone i talk with pretty much the same thing as well it's it's almost in a funny sense it's almost as much for me as it is for them you know to remind mm -hmm. yourself yes like understanding those skills understanding people and being able to work with them is incredibly valuable it's like every oh, yeah. time I tell someone, it's sort of like I'm telling myself again, you know, reaffirming all of that. Just reminding yourself, hey, you got to be sociable too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of crazy, you know, um, mm -hmm. because I think all of the all of the signals out there, all of the like just the professional world, for whatever reason, has such an emphasis on on the that technical stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like the qualification stuff. Like, right. do you the have hard, hard numbers? Yeah, the hard numbers. It's it's such a uh, it's such an interesting dynamic 
And I think like, honestly, it's, it's a little harmful. Um, I wish it weren't that way because yeah, it kind of sucks having to reaffirm a lot of that all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, there's, there's a book that I read, uh, thinking fast and slow by, uh, I can't remember his first name, but last name Kahneman. Mm. Um, there's something out of there that, that kind of talks about the social aspects of experiences. Like you're going to remember more of how you feel about an experience or a relationship versus the actual things that are happening with it. Right. Like, yeah, if, if you go into something and you come out of it feeling good, even, even if the hard numbers say otherwise, you're yeah. going to feel good about it. And that's what you're going to remember. You're going to be yeah. like, Oh, that was a success because it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> and for, for me, while my goal isn't to try to make everyone feel good for the sake of career progression for myself, it's a, um, I, I want to, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's very much consideration. And you know, what, what my goal is to, as, as part of trying to set a good culture, wherever I go, it's because I also want to enable folks to remember that this job was a good job, right? Yeah. Um, if, if there's even, mm. even if we don't deliver everything and we end up going down under, like yeah. you, you remember the people you work with. The, the relationships you built there and who who you felt like you worked well with right like i think that is so profound because i remember leaving a job actually my my first uh my first two jobs within the industry i i think that it left a lot of that baggage on me when i went into my next role you know and you're mm -hmm. so so right like i didn't remember I mean, like, okay, I, I did remember some of like the really high points, but it's because like I was using that in interviews, right? I was like, kind of recalling a lot of those high points so that I could get the next job. But beyond that, I didn't care about a lot of the high points. But what really, really stuck with me was all of the low points. Um, from my very first job, I sort of came into it, or well, came into it and out of it, honestly, feeling like the weakest engineer on the team, you know? And it was really really like that really impacted how i started to frame the second job i carried all of that feeling with me and so yeah i i think honestly my first month at my my the job following that was probably a little rough if i was managing myself i'd probably slap myself upside the head <laughs> like just thinking about how i i took a lot of that and then brought that to my next job my next role and it colored all of my perceptions it's it's kind of crazy yeah i mean you, you think about like every time you leave a job you think about well what what caused me to leave it right yeah and then you you spend the entire time during your interview process asking questions of your new <laughs> potential employer around yeah. those exact things it's like if i left because i was working 80 hour work weeks every week yeah. it's like what do you guys do to maintain uh, work-life balance, right? Yeah, right. Like a lot of the questions you take to your next interview are solely based around the pain points of your last one. Yeah. And I think part of that, too, is you lose sight of some of the, the highlights of your last job that yeah. you should also be equally asking the same amount of questions about, yeah. too. I noticed that so much. There's so many people I, I just had kind of informational interviews or um, introductory chats with. 
And through one way, shape or form, whether I'm asking them about things that they don't like or things that they want to avoid, I, it comes up. And there's a lot of people who sound very, very bitter about their previous job, right? And, and this is coming from somebody who's been in that spot. And, and I know how that, that deeply, deeply bitter feeling can kind of color your perceptions. But when you are talking to somebody who has no idea of that, there's almost no way you can convey it in such a way that doesn't make you sound worse, you know? Right. <laughs> I, and so one, one interview technique that I've sort of tried to use myself is reframing the negative experience into something positive, right? Yeah. Like, like if I came from a toxic culture, it's like, well, here's what I did to try to ease that, that pro set of problems that caused yeah. that toxicity. It's like, I, I introduced, uh, you know, a means of measuring employee happiness and based off of the feedback from that. I tried to push for changes in in our processes to yeah. do these things. And it's it's interesting because over the process of trying to figure out that reframe and trying to sell it to uh, every interviewer that, that asks me something similar every time, it starts getting ingrained into what I believe of my past employer. It's like, yes, there was this bad set of things, but here's what came out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's so powerful. And, you know, I, I, when I think about a lot of my interviews and, and how I kind of talk about my past uh, experiences as well, I think I use a very similar kind of idea, you know, it's, it's sort of thinking about those situations. Yeah. Okay. Like they were rough and, and, you know, you spent, you yourself had spent a lot of time being very frustrated within those kind of experiences, but what did it teach you about? What did it teach you about culture, about the importance of, of whatever, you know, and how did you actually try to push those things forward? Or did you even, right? Were you, mm -hmm. Or were you simply just a person who was a part of that system and didn't think you could actually change it? Right. All of that, like I, I've brought, I think like I pretty much every single interview, um, and nowadays I'm like, I'm telling people who don't even care to listen to it and I'm telling them about it. <laughs> right. We're, we're telling people about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like regardless of interviews or, or anything, it, I think it's a good skill to have because I mean, for the most part, there's, there's a lot of experiences that you're going to come out of feeling very salty about. Yeah. That could be video games. That could be your job, whatever. Yeah. But there's there's always a little bit of of some nugget in there that you could be like, well, what if I just improved this? How yeah. would that ch have changed the experience? Um, I, and that goes back to you know our our episode on retrospectives, right? Yeah, you got to take some time to actually acknowledge those things in order to make something out of it. Yeah, like you're not just like okay, there are some people out there who just are very in tune with themselves, and when those situations happen, that's the first that's the first place their mind goes. That's great for everyone else out there. You know, yeah, you you kind of do have to slow yourself down and, and work through that. I think that's probably the hardest part is it's deeply, deeply uncomfortable. It's deeply uncomfortable to kind of reprocess a lot of that hurt and mm -hmm. try to draw from it things that like you could have done better, 
you could have done differently, not even better. Right. 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 And you know, it's like, it's also extremely hard if you're still in it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, my friends joke about this a lot where when I talk to people at some point or other, I'm always telling them you should quit your job. Like <laughs> it just oh, so man. happens that like, man, you're, you're really ambitious. You should quit your job. Go for the next thing. You're not so ambitious. You should also quit your job. Stretch a little <laughs> bit. Like you're happy with your job. Totally quit your job because it, you know, you got to quit while you're yeah. ahead. <laughs> that, that's the answer to everything. Just quit your yeah. job. Oh, uh, I, I, I sort of forget where I was going with that, but it, it, it's, it tends to be like a, a kind of a thematic thing. You have to get yourself out of those situations, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you are deeply, deeply in that kind of hurtful place, and even if, like, honestly, even if it's not that bad, and it's just kind of the frame of mind that you have in there, you have to find some way to remove yourself from that, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. physically, like, like literally physically quit your job, or, or kind of emotionally step back from your role a little bit, find, talk to your manager, talk to somebody and be like, I, I think I don't want to do this particular aspect for a little while. How would you I quit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say emotionally quit your job. Emotionally. I mean, emotionally quit your job. <laughs> I, if that's, if that's what it takes for you to be able to create a little bit of distance so that you can kind of take that time and process through, I, I don't think that that's bad. Mm -hmm. I really don't think that that's bad because we know what the alternative is, right? I really, I like framing a lot of this. Like we know what the alternative is. It's, it's suffering in that becoming more negative, more bitter, more just hurt from it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because you say that I'm over here thinking, well, my next job is just going to be a lot of the same with minor changes here and there. <laughs> So uh, on, uh, on one hand, it's for, for me, my experience has been I'm jumping off from from one hot pan to the next. It's just mm. that there's there's different seasoning in the pan. That's, that's <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's it's not always great, but, you know, maybe maybe I'm in the mood for basil tonight instead of. Yeah. <laughs> something else. Oregano. But yeah. Like, <laughs> to, I think to some extent that's kind of true, though, like every every company is it's gonna have its problems yeah right like yeah. there's there's no way to avoid it and you know like i said in a previous episode i think burnout's gonna be inevitable it's just what flavor of burnout are you gonna get yeah and 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 to some other extent we've mentioned this in a, another episode it's like you're gonna grow out of that burnout and be like i don't want to deal with this anymore yeah so yeah. then you quit your job <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, I think that uh, honestly, I've, I've heard this a lot from managers, from my own managers, and then just more broadly speaking, people who give early, um, early career folks this advice, they're like, yeah, you know, the grass is not always greener. That that might be true. And if you're a cow, then yeah, okay, that kind of sucks, because you're you've gone from like grazing over to less nice grazing. But I think the the better analogy is kind of what you were talking about, you know, from one hot pan to the next. Yeah, but the seasoning might be different. You might mm -hmm. be dead sick of lemon, lemon pepper, right? 
<laughs> so you're like you cannot stand it anymore that's just not your thing but if you hop into a new hot pan yeah it's still hot but hey maybe th- this set of seasonings is a little bit better to mm-hmm. your better suited to you you know or or if you're a cow and you're fed up with kentucky bluegrass you can go get some i don't i don't know my grasses yeah. so <laughs> i can't finish uh, that <laughs> ryan fescue i think <laughs> all right all right yeah i think that's the kind that they uh they threw down on on my on my front yard because it was dead they said it was a uh, uh, low maintenance <laughs> now you got a different set of problems what, yeah, does, what right? does the grass look like like you're, you're not a cow you're not a cow you're smarter than that and and just because you go from one pasture to the next it might mean there's just suddenly a lo- just things that are different that you're you're looking for then Maybe you don't care about the quality of the grass. Maybe you care about the view that you have instead, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you move on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we are You're all. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm so glad this is like the end of the year episode. We, uh, we did say this one was going to be special. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Got, got to milk it all I can. <laughs> Folks will be utterly uh, fed up with us. <laughs> or at least me. That's fine. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, and I, I just I just lost all of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, oh. Yeah. I in in just thinking about it, you know, it, it we, we, we talk about it sort of half jokingly, but like I think it's all all very, very applicable and um in a lot of ways, like you're saying, yeah, you jump from one hot pan to the next. I, I feel like I like I, I got tired of saying I quit to workplaces that I kind of said I quit to the industry. <laughs> yeah, you took it to the next level. Yeah. Well, but part of it was, though, like if I'm being really, really truthful, part of it was just kind of the same exact perspective where I was like, you know, I it is one hot pan to the next. And knowing my own personality, I... There's a lot of people out there who would say, "Well, dude, like, why? Why don't you just go take a really nice cushy one and just just pull back? You know, don't don't make it all consuming. Don't make it all. Don't take it that seriously." Mm-hmm. And to to them, to the those people, I would say that like my own personality kind of can't. Um, I I like going really really deep on anything that I do, like if it's a video game and I love video games, like I want to know every damn system in the entire game. And I want to know it like the back of my hand so that I can kind of see how things fit together. That's mm-hmm. why I love picking up like games on steam all the time. Cause every now and then you're just like, all right, let's learn a brand new system, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so like any job that I come into, I'm not going to be satisfied doing whatever role it is that people ask of me. I'm going to want to, ask questions about that role, push boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. ask like, is this really the best way that we could be doing whatever it is, whether it's management, whether it's engineering, um, I'm going to want to do that because like, I think there's something deeply unsatisfying about being given answers and not being able to explore and define the answers for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I'm I'm very much maybe slightly different, but a lot of ways the same. Um, I I I had a cushy job once. Yeah. <laughs> I got bored though. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then I was like, I, I could stay here and just whittle away my days. Yeah. Spend my days watching Netflix. Yeah. And I joke about that all the time, but it's just, I, I can't do it. It, yeah, it's hard. It is. It's hard. And it's, it's, it's empty feeling. And this is, I, I know, and I know this sounds incredibly privileged because there are people out there who, who would kill for that kind of financial security where you can mm-hmm. have a job and you know it doesn't even have to be good, doesn't have to be anything right. except for a job and, and provide, you know, money for food on the table. I get that. Um, I get that deeply. You know, that's, that's, that's actually both of our backgrounds. Those are, that's the story of our parents and, right. and growing up, right? Like, I understand that. Um, and, and yet, and yet, even so, when I was in that position, having that job that paid all the bills that I needed to pay, I, I felt unhappy, you know, mm-hmm. deeply so. And, and the worst part, it wasn't even that I felt unhappy. It was that I noticed myself getting more unhappy, more mm-hmm. bitter, more just dissatisfied with the state right. of life, the world. Like it, it just kind of felt like this all consuming void, you know? Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, our, our first jobs coming out of college is just like, we just need a job. Yeah. Go get it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what it was. doesn't matter. Just, I need something to pay bills. Yeah. I'll tell you, I love everything, you know, like, do, yeah, do right. you need front end, back end, database design? Sure. I'll do it all. <laughs> right. Right. But then it's just like, once we got our first job, got our first uh, experiences, got situated and figured out what our adult budgets were yeah it's like okay is this it like there's there's got to be more to life than this right yeah let's let's go figure out a bigger problem (laughs) to solve and i think that that was i think that's where it kind of boils down for me is like i realized that life doesn't stop there and you don't stop there you're not done like you're a work in progress through that stage and beyond even today and even into tomorrow right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i mean like i can speak from my own personal experience but i've i've been in positions where it's like i could have taken a job that paid more but i chose not to because i knew i knew i would not like it there yeah. right like at some point what I'm solving is going to bring me more joy than yeah. anything else about the job. And it's like, I, I think if I had known that sooner in my career, I think I might have put myself on a different path back then too. Yeah. Right? Like it, it, it's taken years to get to this realization. Yeah. And again, this is an incredibly privileged position to say that. Right. I think like, for 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 everything that we've said so far like i think that that's you know looking forward and looking forward into the new year and just new things that we're both going to be trying to do i think that's kind of the the impetus behind a lot of it you know like it took us years to kind of realize this and now at least for me i'm surrounded by a lot of people virtually who are just starting that. And there's some part of me that deeply, deeply wants them to 
be able to kind of understand that in I'll settle for half the time, you know, mm-hmm. that it took mm-hmm. me to kind of figure that out because you're right. Imagine if you had a lot of that perspective when you started out, what kind of a different path would you be on today? What kind of a different path would I be on today? That's kind of the the rare, unique opportunity that we have to give to other people. And there's mm-hmm. something, I, I don't care how cheesy it sounds, there is something deeply purposeful about that, powerful about that. I don't know. It's 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 it just draws you in. I think for me, it's the idea that I don't want to see someone have to solve or or. Well, no, yeah, I don't want to have someone have to solve the same problems that I may have already figured out. Right. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I I'm still figuring it out, but giving them the information sooner so that way yeah. they can figure out their path sooner. Yeah. Right. Without yeah. having to go through the, the, the headaches that I went through. <laughs> right. You know, like that's a lot of time. That was a lot of time. And, and the craziest part now is especially with the way this year has played out. A lot of us are realizing that that time we took for granted, right? That was time where we could go see each other, be in person, laugh, talk over a beer, over a, a meal. Like that was time that, that, we sort of just didn't realize how important it actually was until a year like this, when it takes all of that away mm-hmm. and you're like, you're, you're diet. Like we haven't actually recorded a single podcast episode face to face, right? Like how crazy right. is that? <laughs> Freaking nuts. And we're, we're over here. It's like when, when we're back in person, we'll, we'll record in person again. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. maybe we'll right. There. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Right. Yeah. That's crazy. But- yeah. Uh so we'll we'll see what the new year brings, man. Yeah, for sure. Like I think um uh just thematically, I think going into the new year, um I I want I want people to kind of understand that like it's okay to kind of to kind of be aspirational, you know? It's okay to to want more. It's okay to to think and work towards more both for yourself personally, your own growth, but also for, for those around you. The work is hard, but at the same time, like what else are you going to do? Right. (laughs) Be audacious. Yeah. Be audacious. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of creepy. I've been playing world of Warcraft a lot and I just got a quest that's literally named that. And so it's a little spoopy. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not watching you. I swear. Yeah. Right. Or, or is maybe my, I is am. my camera on? Is my camera on all the time? <laughs> Not that one. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, uh, any cool. any uh, lingering thoughts? Yeah. Um. No, I I don't think so. I don't think so. You know. Cool. Uh. So just a reminder to folks who've who've listened to the episode. Uh. We'll we'll be taking a hiatus for the rest of the year to set up some pretty sweet things uh coming this january so keep an eye on that uh and we apologize for not not gracing your ears for the the last couple weeks in december um we we both appreciate everyone who's who's supported us through this entire process i know it's it can get a little rough and tumble here and there but 
it's a uh, it's a work in progress um and that's that's something that you know we we strive to do in in trying to provide good content for everyone and hopefully it's useful hopefully you guys can glean something from it um and as always uh our our twitter handle is underscore whip podcast uh we would love to hear from you guys if you have ideas thoughts uh questions uh concerns anything just just reach out and we would love to incorporate your 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 ideas and thoughts and in, into future episodes um what am i missing <laughs> no dude i think you covered it uh i think you covered it um yeah i i just want to say as well thank you uh as of right now we, we broke another milestone um just a day or two ago we we're over 300 episode downloads which Dang. is crazy and that is literally entirely because of you the listeners so thank you so so much for supporting us in in this uh in this growth journey uh i look forward to to trying to continue to build the best kind of content for you guys and provide the best kind of uh content in the new year so thank you all right and with that guys that's our episode thank you all for listening don't forget to like and subscribe smash that notification bell i don't know what else they say these days uh leave us a comment reach out to us on on twitter honestly um over the next couple of weeks when we're off we would love to hear from you guys like alan said so uh, don't be afraid to tweet at us we will absolutely respond and we'll see you in 2021 all right thanks y'all